Hello, Ruthann. Hey, Troy. So we are officially back now. We are in the swing of things here in Homosassa, Florida, where we shoot this podcast from. Mm-hmm. And we are back from the show, and I never started the background. I wanted to do that. Let me see. How's that? Cool. Nice. <laughs> so the new, to- uh, should I say it's the new Talk CDL? We're kind of changing things around. We're starting to do more video work. And yeah. everybody's asking us to really start hitting up on the YouTube channel. So we are uh, trying to make some more videos for that channel. And that should start rolling here soon. But anyways, yes. we are... What is today anyways? Today's Saturday. Saturday. Okay. So here we are. And I've got quite a bit of stuff to talk about. And I, you got some interesting stuff that you were mentioned to me. I'm kind of excited to talk about it because I've been hearing a lot of rumors about the Chicago companies over the last couple of years. And now we got some articles and some things that we really need to discuss. A lot of drivers have been getting the shaft up that way. And we'll mm-hmm. talk about that. I mean, there's some good ones, but I'll be honest with you, it's like anything else. There's a majority of companies are not as good as they perceive to be. And then, you know, when, let's be honest, when the crap hits the fan, it splatters good. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, what I mean by the crap hitting the fan right now, the economy, the, the economy took a big crap and it hit the fan. And, and you, you hear that old saying, when, when, uh, when the crap hits the fan, the sharks eat the sharks. And so, you know, a lot of companies right now have been skimming off the top on drivers. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing a lot of reports, not just Chicago companies, but a lot of them, though, are up there. I've been hearing that. Um, you know, I've got a couple other things I want to talk about, an incident that I was privy to this past week, and I'd like to talk to the drivers about that. How do you like our background now with the video? I think it's cool. Isn't that pretty cool? And so I see they left the ladder there. Is that, is that the ladder must be for like that retro, not retro, but what's that word? Um, just kind of rough look that, um, I, I don't even know the word, but anyway, so we got a ladder along with the video going on and I see the talk CDL banner in the background and Tyler's talking about rebranding the C- talk CDL logo. Yeah, I heard. I know you were kind of bummed out when you heard him say I, that. I like my logo. I like it. I mean, we've had it for seven years, so it kind of, but I know it's not going to happen all at once. They said about doing it gradually or, you know, so that it's not all one shot and, you know, yeah, shocking everybody. I, I knew I was missing something. So anyways, listen, on with the show here. Uh, we've got quite a bit of stuff to talk about here today. Um, I got to find, what does you have that on? Is this it right here? Oh, cool. Perfecto. All right. So I've got something before we get started. I'd like to really talk to drivers about that I've been seeing happen. It, be honest with you, it's happened forever. And this is experienced drivers, okay? Uh, more than anything, uh, they come to an orientation. Mm-hmm. And I was, like I said, I was talking to this company this past week, and I was talking to the director of recruiting. They're a rather large company. And he said, I'm getting ready to kick a driver out of orientation and I he started telling me what's going on I guess this truck driver showed up for orientation Mm -hmm. and he 
brought, he did what we call bringing your old company with you. Okay. He's in orientation. He's, he's what, what they, he's doing what's called poisoning the class. Okay. You understand what I'm talking about? When you said that, it made me think a little bit outside my box. Right. Apparently he didn't, he didn't like everything when he got to the company, like for example, uh, maybe he didn't like the truck speed. You know what I mean? Maybe the truck speed's at 65 or 68. I'm, I'm not even sure. But f- that could be one of the things that he's bitching and moaning about. Mm-hmm. But it just turned into like <clears throat> this bitch and moan session. The, re- the director was telling me how this particular driver was, you know, just, you know, telling everybody, well, that's not the way my company does. My old company does it. Yeah, well, there's a reason he left his old company, right? Well, and that's exactly right. And that's exactly what um, they were all getting at. It's like, well, this is your new company now. And they were, uh, you know, he was just, like I said, telling everybody how his new company in orientation is doing things wrong. And everybody else was, you know, having a good time until this guy started rolling along. And on his second day... In the orientation, they uh, had had to tap him on the shoulder to take him out of class. In fact, the, the director told me um, this this company has a little under a thousand trucks. He said they had to sit this guy down before he took about seven or eight drivers with him out of the orientation. You know what I mean? Because he was almost creating a mutiny. Hmm. And, you know, and I've seen that before where drivers do that. They'll start whining about their old company or they'll start, you know, talking about, you know, maybe, for example, you know, when you talk to a recruiter on the phone, right, and you get the pay, you get the home time. But then when you get to an orientation, you get a lot of the things that that the recruiter really probably doesn't tell you, not that, not that. Most drivers are even going to ask it, but like for example, the fuel cards. Who who they use for fuel cards? You may you might like EFS, and you get to an orientation, and all they do is comp data. Oh, I, in fact, I seen a, a company last year. The guy was telling me he had a guy in his orientation that was bitching and moaning because they don't use loves, and he has all these points with loves, uh, right? But the guy never thought to ask this before he got on a plane and showed up to this company. Mm-hmm. And so he was just bitching and moaning and complaining about, you know, not being able to use a Love's truck stop with their fuel network. So, you know, you you get to an orientation and you find out that there's something about the job that you weren't told, which you didn't ask. Mm-hmm. Okay, because what do most drivers are, are concerned about? Pay, Home car, uh, not cars. Um, yeah, they're concerned about the cars. The, well, I was trying to say, I wasn't, I was trying to get to something else and... I, I I I don't know. I was gonna say like the cards, like the fuel cards, the the mm-hmm. pre passes, that kind of stuff. But it came out cars. <laughs> but but my my whole point though is, um, on the phone they're not concerned about fuel cards. Exactly. I mean there are some though that will ask that. I've I've, I've talked to drivers in the past. There that is one of their concerns. But most drivers are concerned about money, about home time, about. Um, the equipment they're going to be operating. Mm-hmm. And that's the three main things, obviously. And then, you know, someone, you got a rider program, pet policy. They want to know about that. And I'll tell you the least, the very least 
asked questions by drivers when they're talking to a recruiter is about the benefits, you know, about the health benefits. I mean, there are some that are concerned about it, but most, there's a lot of young truckers out there, you know, they think they're bulletproof, they don't need health insurance. So none of them are really that concerned. So these are things that you find out later when you get to orientation. Oh, I didn't know the deductible was so bad. I didn't know the fuel card you're using. I didn't. Usually the drivers that have like families that, you know, like maybe the wife's pregnant or they have young children, they will ask those questions and, and that's good because that's something that, that you should know if, if no matter your age, you know, some of the older, you know, the older drivers will ask that too, that maybe their kids are older and they don't need the family plan, but they do still want to know it. But it is something that drivers should ask prior to it because it is a factor when it comes to it. Some don't have to worry about because their wife has better insurance or something to that effect. So they don't worry about the, the insurance. Yeah. So, and in fact, I forget what it was that this driver um, was bitching about. I'm trying to remember what he was telling me, this um, director. But what's funny is he said this guy's all over this one thing that, you know, it's a very rare question. And he's like, they had to take him aside and say to him, listen, Joe Trucker, you would think this one thing that is the biggest concern of yours, you should have asked it two minutes in talking to your recruiter, and here you are now bitching about, you know, the color of the bathroom or whether the truck has FM stereo in it or just, I forget, it was really something minute. And anyway, so what it did was some people, let's be honest, some people, if if they get upset over one little thing, it kind of escalates, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then you start looking for more problems and more problems and more problems. So my advice would be to people, a couple of pieces of advice, I would say, you know, make sure when you're talking to your, your potential new trucking company, make sure of the, of the things that really annoy you about the job. Right, Ruthann? Right. You should have little notes. Yeah, exactly. How, especially, here's a good one. The reason you're quitting your current or your last company, you should already know the notes on that. It's changing colors. It's just like, boop, there it went. It's a ghost. But anyways, so, you know, right, like Ruthann said, have little notes. And when you're talking to your recruiter, ask them these questions because maybe you get to orientation and you go, oh, I forgot to ask. Sir, I forgot to ask that question. Um... What kind of trucks are they again? <laughs> I don't drive Volvos, sir. <laughs> sir, can you send me home? Sir, um, but anyways, and, and that's what happens. So write these questions down. And then here's the other thing that I would give advice. If you're a driver in an orientation and maybe you befriended the guy with the big mouth, yeah, it's true. Distance yourself from that guy because the last thing you want is the guy that's causing trouble. You, the last thing you want is the orientation instructor to go and talk to the director and the operations manager and say, yeah, it's those it's those two guys over there. And really all you did was had a cup of coffee with the guy. Stay away from the guy with the big mouth in orientation because there's a good chance he's getting the tap on the shoulder, Ruthann, mm-hmm. and he's getting his ass kicked out of there. It's wrong. I was just tapping the shoulder. Oh, I thought you were tapping your mic like something wrong. 
Exactly. It's like, excuse me, could, could, could we have a word with you? And even this director told me, and I said to him, I said, are you, are you in a can as a butt? And he goes, no, we're going to give him a chance. And he said, we're not going to kick him out. But here's what they told him. <laughs> this, they sat this guy down and he said, here's what I said to the guy. If I hear your name one more time in a negative way before you get into a truck and start delivering loads, you're gone. You're not even, there ain't even going to be another talking to. So the advice is if you've got any kind of hangups or a problem with authority, or maybe you like to, you know, maybe you're ornery, keep it down in orientation. Right now, companies are canning people because of the lack of freight. They're not desperate. I'm just giving you guys some advice, man. My trucker brothers, you know, and I'm seeing a lot of these guys. I'm seeing truckers getting treated crappy right now by companies right then because there's a lot of companies that are not hiring. And therefore, when the driver calls over there, they're, you know, kind of, they're acting cold towards them. And maybe because of when uh, the, uh, you know, certain drivers may have been cold to them. I, I'm trying to get it to not change colors. But so that's the advice, guys. You know, come professionally. This thing's annoying me right there. It's I like, think I think um its trip to Matt's might have been its its last last go around. Yeah. I have to order us some new ones. But you know, um I w- I'll say something about that then once you get done doing your Yeah, I I'm just I'm just saying that, you know, again, if you're kind of hanging around with the guy that's in you know causing trouble you might want to get away from that guy so they don't tap you on the shoulder also and kick your butt out of there it's not worth it guys um you know it is what it is so the best advice is make sure of the company before you go and we're going to be talking about certain companies here in just a little bit ruthann's got an article mm-hmm. so that's really that's all i wanted to say it was kind of and usually you know me. the one thing that you usually always say is the person that's the largest or loudest in the room is usually the weakest. That's a good saying. And if this driver is being very loud and, and trying to get everybody's attention, there's an issue that he's having within himself. So you might not want to be included in that also and take everything that he's saying to heart because he might be just needing that attention, no matter if it's good or bad. Yeah, guys, we're all truckers. Even even the guys that got attitudes, you know, you guys can you guys can curb that. You know, just you know what to do. Come come on in. You're a professional. Yeah. One. Come, you know the best. You know, to be honest with you, the orientation goes quicker if everybody shuts their mouth. Okay, and you know, unless you have a legitimate question, they're going to usually answer all your questions through the orientation. Mm-hmm. That's another thing, guys. They start trouble with trying to ask too many questions when the orientation instructor has a curriculum and he's going to get to mostly almost all your questions anyways. Mm-hmm. Payroll's going to answer questions, safety's going to answer questions. And so I would just go to an orientation and you know, just chill out, take notes, do what you got to do, do what you're told to do. And then on the last day, if your question wasn't answered, ask a few questions and then just move on. But guys, come with a good attitude, come with a positive, positive attitude because it's your new job. And, and why, why cause trouble? I mean, if you pick fights and cause trouble, then you're already off to a bad start. And you're already going to hate the job. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's yeah. true. Don't, you know, don't don't close yourself off that way and don't create an issue for yourself because the minute you you're you're classified as that guy, 
You don't want to be classified as that guy. Yeah, you guys agreed to go to the company. You were happy. I mean, and if, unless it was like your second choice mm-hmm. and you didn't get the first choice. <laughs> yeah. But either way, you should still come happy. Come with a happy face. Ruthann, time to move on. Moving on. Moving on. We're going to take a break. Drivers, if you're looking for a local home everyday driving job, apply with Carter Lumber today. They have positions for Class A and Class B local drivers. They can take experienced drivers, students, and non-CDL drivers. With over 160 locations, chances are they have a position for you. So go to carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL and apply today. Again, that's carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. Thank you. Truck Parking Club is a network of instantly reservable daily and monthly truck parking locations throughout the U.S. Truck Parking Club helps connect truckers to truck parking locations throughout the U.S. via truckparkingclub.com. Our networks is made up of property owners that have locations adequate for truck parking to list on the platform. This includes trucking companies, storage companies, CDL schools, trailer leasing companies, real estate investors, truck parking operators, and more. Go to truckparkingclub.com today. All right, we are back. And and before we roll on here, you had just mentioned this light here. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. You were you were going to say something about the light, the the trucking light yeah ours is is old we've had it for a very long time but it still works it still works fine well it's whatever reason (laughs) it's it's got an attitude today but we um are in the works of getting new ones made with talk cdl on it and getting different designs of tractors we're going to try and see if we can get well you can um i already checked into it i know but you know, yeah, you can get Kenworth, Peterbilt. So you we're can get looking cab at overs. doing that and having um, the names put in it, at Talk CDL on it, or possibly even like a name. Yeah, I mean, if you if you guys want to order a light, just get get a hold of us. We'll or go to our Shopify, which will be set up here soon, and you can order one of these. And for the guys and gals that are not seeing us on video. Mm-hmm. Okay, a lot of people are just listening, going down the road in the podcast. We have the, you know, these desk lights that are truck, truck, tractor trailers, and you can have your name inscribed on them, and you can order whatever you want to for your house. It's pretty cool, actually. In fact, we had it at the truck show. We've had it at every uh, at the last at, couple ones, and everybody, you know, it's of, the first of, thing the kids look at. Well, not just the kids. How about the sixty-year-old kids? They, the truckers, they come flying up to us about the light, and they're like, "It's cool, man." So, anyways, if you need a light, get a hold of us, and we'll hook you up, Ruthann. So, let's talk about this Chicago, the Chicago companies. I mean, I'm really interested in that. You have a little bit of an article. You're gonna kind of read a little bit and give us a little rundown, yeah. and then I want to kind of give you the things that I've been hearing over the years up there. And you know, it is what it is. I mean, we're you know we're not picking on people, but you know, most of the Chicago's companies are foreign owned. Mm-hmm. Okay, and like I said in the beginning, there are some good ones, but there are a, a lot of very bad ones also. Right. That well, you know, you have your good and your bad with everything, of course. But this is on. I got it from Overdrive Online, and um, Alex was writing about an incident that happened to this uh, father and son team, and um, 
I'm not going to read the whole thing because it is a long article, but I'm going to give some key points and then y'all can go over to it and read it if you'd like. But this driver, he's 68. His son rides with him to do the non-driving stuff. So he helps with everything else. And what's happened is this, uh, this driver was, it just totally switched my whole article. There it is. This driver was having an issue with this company out of Chicago. It was, the company itself is called Chromex, C-R-O-M-E-X. And when he first started working for him, he had about 30 trucks. And then it moved down to 15. And then this driver, he was stuck at the hotel because he didn't, he, his, his truck disappeared. And when his truck disappeared, they didn't have any freight or anything like that. And the guy owed him like $3,000. And he's texting him and he's going back and forth with him how, um, hey, you owe me the money. The guy's going on and saying, I don't have it. And it's like, he says, go start looking for another job. And, and the son is the one that's texting back and forth. He goes, guy, this is like Easter weekend. How am I going to go and, you know, what are you expecting from us? Guy got extremely rude and basically said, you're not getting paid. So what they're finding out is that there's so many of these companies that are in Chicago area that are actually being conducting their business off of the eastern coast of Europe. So when you try to call the phone numbers to reach them, half of them aren't even getting, you know, a hold of them because they're, they're from eastern Europe or they're um, off in, and they are in Chicago, but they're having a hard time getting a hold of them. But anyways, the son, because he was having such a hard time, he went and he, he, con- he just started twittering, how things have been and how horrible this is that they're going to end up being homeless because they don't have the money to pay the hotel anymore. And this company called Truckers Emergency Assistance Responders. It's a nonprofit group that serves a little, a lifeline to drivers suffering from carrier abandonment, accidents, medical episodes, and wage theft, which is kind of what's happening right now with them. Give that name of that company again that helps. Truckers Emergency Assistance Responders. It's, 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 um, broken down to being basically called tears. Oh, nice. And how, what's, uh, is it T-E-A-R-S? Yep, T-E-A-R. And it's Truckers Emergency Assistance Responders. It's ran by the um, Desiree Wood from Real Women in Trucking, pres- her, the president there. She's the head of it. And she said that this story um, bears all the hallmarks of a ring of serial offenders in the Chicago area who seem to prey on vulnerable drivers. She said that after this incident, she ended up getting two more or three more incidences just in like that week. Because what they're doing is they're offering only 1099. They're not giving the drivers any other choice of income. Strictly 1099. They're 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 harsh with them. They run really bad equipment. And when the drivers get on there, they're just they're not being at all cooperative with them. And they said that. A lot of these companies dump them and they don't pay them for their last check and sometimes have not paid them for weeks. They either hire another driver to start a new business with a clean slate and that they're urging drivers to report these companies to the FMCSA because they do set up another authority rather quickly and they do it all over again. So what they're doing is they're, and that's why they said the serial companies, because what they're doing is they'll go and they'll get these trucks to get these drivers, they'll trash everything on it owe them this ton of money 
and then start all over again because they said it just basically cost only like $300 to get your authority and then you could just start it right over again. And then some of them even have brokers working with them. I know there's several companies out there that have had numerous DOT numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've heard, um, I've talked to drivers over the years, you know, since the big boom. And really the boom really got crazy. Let's be honest, when did more of these these foreign companies come from was when the right before the pandemic and then during the pandemic it just grew mm -hmm. because of the rates and the money you could make in the United States. So a couple things that I've noticed is, you know, like you said, a lot of them and uh, the drivers have told me is I don't even know the I don't even know what DOT number I'm under. I've had drivers tell me, man, I couldn't tell you. I, I started this job and then they called me and they said I got to change the authority number on the truck and and I got to get the new permits. And you know, like you said, they they're operating under a shady umbrella. Mm -hmm. um, and and I've got an American company today to talk about like that too. But the Chicago company is notorious for European trucking company owners. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. The drivers that I've talked to over the last couple of years, they're like, I'm not even sure what country my dispatchers in. Like their dispatcher sends them loads from, you know, somewhere else because he's there just trying to pick loads off the DAT or truckstop.com or whatever he's using. And then he just basically filters the drivers, these, these, um, you know, loads, mm -hmm. and that's the way these guys have been dispatched. So, you know, with that being said, I there is just thousands and thousands of, of truck driver stories coming out of the Chicago area of, like you just said, they got screwed. Um, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you, there's a giant company up there, and everybody knows the company I'm probably talking about. They have van and flatbed right now. They grew to like 2,000 trucks, um, and they are having such problems right now. I was told the other day that, um, when a driver goes to quit, they're just telling the driver, we won't charge you for the lease. These are companies real notorious for lease purchase and they're a foreign run company. Just keep the truck and keep running. We, we, we won't charge you for lease pur purchase. We'll just, we'll just pay you because they're losing drivers that much. Mm. I'm just saying the company itself is in a lot of trouble because of the, the, the rates going down and literally it's getting bad out there. Mm -hmm. And when we said earlier, when, when the crap hits the fan, the sharks start eating the sharks. And so, I mean, and, and, and let's be honest about one thing. Um, when it was good, when it was good, a, a lot of American truck drivers were working for a lot of foreign companies because they were getting paid a lot of money. Okay. Let's, let's call it like it is. Mm -hmm. All right. Now I'm not going to mix words there. So, you know, to be honest with you, if I was back on the road during COVID times at the rates they were paying, I would have worked for some of those foreign companies. I knew some good ones, okay? But, but again, there's a lot of... The ones that have the... I'll tell you the worst ones were exactly what you said. The ones that, that went out and bought crappy trucks, okay? The ones that bought the nasty trucks and expected some driver to get in there and make a lot of money, but he had to live like a, uh, you know... Um, like a poor man on the road in the truck because mm -hmm. they were horrible trucks. Right. Um, That's what this driver said. He said it was just a rundown KW and it just disappeared. Yeah. And the family said that um, out of all their trucks that 
they um, the bank took the last one. So as of March, this company still showed that they had 15 trucks with 16 drivers, but they really didn't. But here's what they did say. Um, Desiree says that she spoke with the FMCSA about the revolving door issue for carriers, and they told her that impacted drivers should file complaints with the National Consumer Complaint Database. The Department of Transportation Office and the Inspector General, too, has shown willingness to persecute certain cases and maintains a hotline for reporting various transportation misdeeds. It's oig.dot.gov forward slash, you call it? I call it backslash, but forward slash hotline. So it's O as in Oscar, I as in in, G as in good, dot, D-O-T dot gov backslash or forward slash hotline. Yeah. Um, so um, advice to anybody out there? I, this is really true advice. Right now, the way the economy is, I don't care what company you go with. Find yourself a company that has freight. Mm-hmm. either contracted freight or maybe they produce their own freight. You know, some companies are like furniture haulers. You know what I mean? They may be hauling furniture because it's it's what they made. Mm-hmm. Shaw, the Shaw industry up there in Georgia, they produce carpets. They also have drivers. That's just an example. Tyson obviously has their own freight. I'm just giving you guys some advice because right now, <laughs> I was actually talking to a driver the other day. It was so funny. And... um. We were just talking, right? And he's telling me how a company offered him um, at, at this point in time. We are, what, in April. I, I, I like to date things, certain things, because if this podcast is heard, to, you know, five years from now, obviously the pay will sound weird to them. But it's, what, April of 2023. So this guy was offered 50 Six or 57 cents a mile. And he told the recruiter, he said, oh, I don't get out of bed for that, right? And, I, and, and he was telling me this. And I said to him, I said, okay, what do you get out of bed for? He goes, well, I'm getting 85 cents now. I said, well, okay, you're getting 85 cents a mile. Obviously, he was working for a Chicago company. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about. But he's sitting. He's sitting. And so if let's say you run honestly. A thousand fifteen hundred miles for the week. You're gonna make. You're gonna make about, roughly, maybe a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars. You know, maybe I'm sorry, about eight hundred dollars, to you know maybe thirteen fourteen hundred bucks, and that's if you run. And he told me he's been sitting two and three four days at a time, trying to get freight, trying to get freight. Well, that fifty six cents a mile. The company that offered him this. They have their own freight. They produce their own freight. And the, the, he's there, well, I don't want to run 3,000 miles at 56 cents a mile. Well, it, to be honest with you, the the, the money equals about um, 30, I'm sorry, it equals about 80 grand a year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With this company, plus they give them benefits. Because they have their own freight. And listen, benefits and the... the uh, Company has beautiful new uh, tractors, very nice rigs too. Mm-hmm. And so, I I told him I said, dude, if it was me, I, I wouldn't even hesitate. I'm taking I'm taking miles means money. The mm-hmm. guy that tells me I want to work smarter, not harder, you're not in a time. You guys are not in a time where you can do that. My advice is go with somebody that can keep you moving, and you can get a steady paycheck every week without 
coming up with some of those $300 paychecks. Mm-hmm. You know, on these 1099 jobs right now, they're very sketchy, very dangerous. So I would just be careful, drivers, of who I go with. Ruthann, um, I got nothing else to say about the Chicago companies. I really don't. Um, moving on. Moving on. Let's take a break. Hey, drivers. Are you sick of watching the other drivers bypass the way station while you are held up going through yourself? Well, download DriveWise today at www.drivewise.com. That's D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E.com. And start bypassing the scales yourself. If you're a small carrier, an owner-operator, or even a big fleet looking for something better, check out DriveWise today. And remember, there's no equipment, no transponders needed when you're using DriveWise. Check them out for a free download at www.drivewyze.com. If you're a driver looking for a new trucking job, check out NCI. NCI offers the following. New Kenworth T680s, competitive wages, solo team and students welcome, plus a full benefit package for you and your family. Check them out today at 888-311-7076. That's 888-7076. And tell them TalkCDL sent you. Are you a trucking company that is needing to hire Class A CDL drivers? Then you've come to the right place. With over 25 years of recruiting truckers, diesel jockeys can have qualified drivers scheduled for your next orientation. They work with carriers that need solos, teams, and student drivers looking for local, regional, OTR, company, and lease purchase positions anywhere in the United States. Check them out today at www.dieseljockeys.com. That's www.dieseljockeys.com. All right, we are back. With <laughs> <laughs> well, um, how about we just go ahead and cut to, you know, actually, I got a little article I want to read. Okay. I was going to say, give me the word of the day, but there's something that was kind of a, a, a funny little article. Um, Philadelphia, right, which we're from Pennsylvania. Uh, we were 90 miles north of Philly, mm-hmm. which was too close for me. But <laughs> but we, we, we were from that area. But 90 miles south of where we were from in the little town of Philadelphia. Little town. Little town. <laughs> town of brotherly love. They, uh, two million dimes were on. The, and when I say that two million dimes... Okay, worth $200,000 was in the back of a tractor trailer that was robbed and stolen. Originally, they said it was $100,000 worth of dimes, but they uh, changed it to $200,000. So police have updated their estimate on a theft of hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of dimes stolen from a parked truck in Northeast Philadelphia. Who Who in their right mind is going to park a tractor trailer loaded with money in Philadelphia. You know that, I guarantee you, all you have to do is arrest that driver. 
that that put that truck there. I don't care. I, I'm telling you right now, I will guarantee you, because we've talked about this before. Okay, if, if you're a trucker that en- ever gets a stolen truck, you're probably not going to get many companies to hire you because everybody thinks you're in on it. I'm going to tell you that right now, especially if there's something very valuable on your truck, and then all of a sudden it comes up missing and stolen. It, here's what it's it originally no. It was an un. Here's the worst part: was no marks on the truck. You know what I mean? Like it, it didn't say U.S. Mint, or you know what I mean? It didn't have any. It was just a plain-looking tractor trailer, and somebody knew enough because there was. It says I think 15 skids, 15 pallets. Of dimes, each pallet worth fifty grand. They said, "I." They said they got like ten thousand pounds in dimes. These guys were prepared. If you stole ten thousand pounds of something, you were prepared to steal dimes. Somebody something waited somehow. Don't you agree that somebody knew that there was dimes in that? And I guess they busted a couple bags, and there was dimes everywhere, all over the ground. Um, according to the police, the truck had $750,000 in dimes in, in on 15 pallets, $50,000 per pallet. Thieves got into five pallets and haphazardly removed the coins, spilling the coins around the truck and a, and a lot as they removed them from bags. What do you think of that? Do you, do you believe that they, that the, the crooks just went, Oh, look, Hey, John, check this one out over here. There's a whole load of dimes in here. Wink, wink. We didn't know that there would be dimes in this one. Or do you think maybe, you know, the driver or somebody went, hey, I'll be coming into town on Saturday, and I'm going to have a whole load of dimes, and I'm going to leave the trailer in this blank parking lot. Wink, wink. I'm still figuring out, were they wanting to rewrap, like wrap those dimes and try and cash them in? Don't they realize that they all are accounted for with their serial numbers? They're not accounted for. you smoking dope or what? No, you don't think that. No. Yeah, they know the suit. They, okay. On a dime? <laughs> For 10, no. You know what? Our little Ruth Ann is, is, is not well today. I think well there's going to be some kind of accounting of it. <laughs> but uh, either way, when you go and start paying for your groceries and dimes, <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad you're on the show. <laughs> I'm glad I'm the entertainment for everybody right now at my dumbness. <laughs> I didn't realize I thought they had some kind of numbers on them or some kind of serial numbers to make sure. No, maybe, a, maybe dollars. I mean, I know dollars do. They get marked. Yeah. I mean, honestly, maybe I, something going to the mint. I mean, I don't know if the paper was word, but there's no way that they, they're going to mark. <laughs> How many dimes was it? Um, like 200,000 dimes or, oh no, he said a million dimes. Either way, yeah. somebody's going to be, it's going to get around that someone's got a lot of dimes in their pocket. I mean, you're walking around and you've got this big bulge there because you're going to go and I'm going to go to the, the liquor store and I'm going to be buying me some some whiskey or I'm going to get some smokes or I'm going to go and get some groceries or we're going to get some Big Macs. How much, you know, $6 for a Big Mac. I'm counting out my dimes. <laughs> Just saying. Think about it. <laughs> 
they're going to be giving themselves away. Yeah, no, it, it is what it is. But but no, I, I would. I, and again, I'm not a cute. I, I guess I shouldn't say I know the driver's in on it, but I would guarantee you there's a good chance that the I will guarantee you he's being questioned. Whoever parked that truck there, I 100 percent guarantee you guarantee you that he is the number one suspect right now i i i definitely guarantee it that's a cool truck by the way i i know i know that i guarantee it you know how i know because every trucking company that i've ever talked to right um when they had stolen trailers or truck and trailer Mm -hmm. and a lot of times ruthann a lot of times the uh the driver, wink, wink, accidentally leaves the key in the truck. Oh, gosh. You know, exactly. So, well, uh, obviously, they just broke into this one and, and snagged the uh, the money. But, hey, bottom line is, guys, do not park your truck in an unlit area that's unsecured. And I don't care what anybody offers you, okay? I don't care what anybody offers you. Do you know, do you, do you think that like when you have a highly expensive freight like that, like just something that's like, you know, like cigarettes or alcohol, you know, you know, you've heard where people are, you know, following them, you know, to make sure that they're delivered properly, no issues, that kind of stuff. You would think like with something like this, they would have the same issue where people were keeping an eye on that trailer. You would think that with some of these high-end stuff that they would have cameras inside the trailers that have, like, a feed being sent to... Uh, uh, I can't think of what the name I, is. I agree with that. That's I'm sure they do have something. I mean, what's it going to cost them? It sure as heck would make their insurance a lot cheaper. Well, these guys can get in and out when they're thieves. Um, here's the other thing. It's like, okay, so now you got... You've got $200,000 worth of dimes. You have a million dimes. Obviously, people are going to be watching for a large amount of dimes to be cashed in. That's I what mean, I'm saying, yeah. But but what normally happens is, this is normally, it's called fencing or laundering. Mm-hmm. What will happen is they'll take the million dollars or the $200,000 worth of dimes, the million dimes, and they'll take it to somebody that's willing to pay them cash and they'll pay them Again, I don't know what the going rate is, but maybe 50 cents on the dollar, for example, right? So you take $200,000 worth of dimes and someone gives you $100,000 worth of cash. And now the people that know how to take that those dimes and exchange them are going to now go ahead and make 100000 bucks themselves. And maybe even less. You know, if you're the thief, a lot of times those guys get screwed over by the people fencing. They may they may come back and, and only get... 50 cents on, you know, or not 50 cents, but maybe 10 cents on the dollar. And there would be a dime on the dime. A, 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 <laughs> they get a dime on the dollar. But no, seriously, um, that is my podcast for the week. And uh, we just want to thank everybody. Honestly, Ruthann, we haven't done this in a while. I want to thank everybody, especially everybody that came up to us at the show. People literally came there and said, we came just to see you guys. Um, honestly, Julie, I want to thank everybody that tunes into the show every week and and listens to us and makes comments and sends us emails and letters and everything. I wanted to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. I mean that sincerely. We we literally, uh, you know, do this show every week. We've been doing it for seven years now, and we've never. I think we missed maybe one week 
when we were on a vacation one time, we had like one, I mean, literally, if you go back through all our episodes, you can find every one of them. Um, we've got uh, over 700 episodes on um, iTunes, and literally, you can you can find, it's actually called Apple Podcast now, and Google Play, and Spotify, and all that, over 700 episodes, and you can find every single one of them. What do you need? The tablet. I think you got my shout-outs on it. Oh, here. I'm done with it anyways. No. Oh, this tablet. Yeah. Now, this one was against the wall there. Yeah, I think that's my shout-outs. Oh, you have a couple shout-outs from the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but anyways, just saying thank you to everybody. We truly appreciate it. And, and again, if anybody, uh, you know, a lot of people want to get on the show. We don't let a lot of people on the show unless, you know, we'd rather have a trucker come on the show, Ruthann, and tell us a really cool story or something like that. Advertisers that are only in trucking will we let advertise on the show and be interviewed. Not that we're too good for it. You know, we're just trying to keep Talk CDL Trucking Podcast strictly, strictly with trucking and nothing else. I know a lot of podcasts that are out there, they, uh, I don't know if they run out of content or what, but they end up, uh, going and and talking about other things which is cool i mean if that's what your thing is if that's your niche but we strictly everything we talk about is related to trucking somehow and ruthann i'm done so do you have the shout outs you have a couple shout outs i do i do i have a few give us like five and um we'll say hi to everybody and we'll move on to the uh word of the day okay so i have justin from what the truck what the truck hey what's up um I Waylon Sullivan was one of the the son of the one driver that you had interviewed for low syndrome. Oh yeah, that's a really and yeah. um, that was he had signed up for a shout out there for hey, checking Waylon. out Lowe's Lowe's syndrome and little Waylon. Okay. Um, of course, the Kentucky State Troopers with their truck raffle that they, they had going on for the kids camp. And Sergeant Morris is going to be coming on yeah. the show quite a bit. So yeah. shout out to those guys. Okay, and then we have. Um, we have a wannabe trucker, Chris Ivy. We have Equipline Auction Group. They buy trucks. Chris Ivy, and who buys the trucks? Uh, Equipline Auction Group. Equipline. All right. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you guys. And then um, we have Justin Owen, our buddy there from Warner. He sent us a picture, also I believe, on a um, some trucks that he had done with some. And some he's s- with Warner Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Justin Owen. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Justin Owen from Warner Enterprise. Yeah, well, he's he's our buddy. He's, he came to see us. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, he was the driver. That's yeah. what you're th- I was trying to figure out, okay, Justin, okay, yeah, he was pretty cool. He came to see us. Yeah, sweet. Shout out to Justin, man. Give us a call. Stay in touch. All right, so you ready for the word of the day? I, I am ready for the word of the day. Let me jack your mic. Go for it. Verisimilar. Verisimilar? Verisimilar. Verisimilar. Yeah. See, I was pronouncing it wrong in my head when I first looked at it. And I'm like saying very similar because that's how it, to me it was spelled V-E-R-I-S-I or S-I-M-I-L-R. Okay. What does it mean, Ruthann? It means appearing to be appearing to be true or real, probably likely, or faithful to its own rules, internally consistent. So in examples, the bartender told us a far-fetched story, but with enough Confirmable details to make it very, make it seem very similar. Nice. That's cute. Um, when you said that, how you pronounced it, very similar, mm-hmm. 
right? It, it reminded me of a town here in Florida that everybody mis, mispronounces when you first see it. And mm-hmm. that, that is Kissimmee. Kissimmee, Florida, especially the little kids and everybody, when they see it, they say, Kissimmee. 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 Kissimmee, Florida. In fact, I was talking to a, a trucking company the other day, and the guy's like, in his mid sixties and he, and he, and he mentioned they were going to be in Kissimmee. I'm like, he's there. That's how you say that. I go, no, it's Kissimmee. There's a couple of, it's really weird. Florida is, is, I don't think a lot of people realize Florida was, had a lot of Indians when they were coming up with the names of a lot of these towns. Yeah. So just even around us is some really strange names. Yeah. You know? So, Anyways, uh, Ruthann, is there anything else you got? Because I'm ready to get out of here. No. All right. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.